And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. Big show, Andy. Surprisingly enough, for the end of November, we've got uh, the end of one season, the start of another draft preview, player review. Eh, surprisingly enough, it's all happening. It is, um, and and the AFLW as well. Um, season unfortunately came to a. Um, oh, sorry. I thought that's what I meant by season coming to an end. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. Well, and, and we are recording this just after the AFLW grand final, but unfortunately, their, our season ended a few weeks before. But yeah, we'll run through all that quickly, and we'll start with uh, the annual. Uh, as as with the first buds of spring, we also have our uh, annual emergence of uh, a trading the house down report. Yeah. The first structural integrity reported. Yeah, so um, the first and four-year players came back. Um, mm. And by it the get, way... It still sorry. gets me every time. Every it time. It does indeed. <laughs> um, club is getting better at using training montages. Mm. Yeah. They're, still, they're still very entertaining, their gym work. Um, but they I don't know if... I suspect it's not deliberate, but they, they deliberately use such artistic shortcuts that you can tell absolutely nothing about what they're doing, <laughs> including how much they're lifting usually. Um, but yeah, uh, very exciting. few quick observations. Obviously, Hugo Rasmith won the first of four-year players a 2K oh, time trial. I'd, I'd be I'd be really surprised if he didn't. Like he's, he did it. Uh, was a middle-distance runner uh, at representative level uh, as a... As a teenager, like, yeah, he's he's always my default for winning the time trial. Um, yeah, and so the, the, there isn't a huge amount of news there, especially since it's sort of back to back with his grand final sprint, where he um, mm, absolutely yep. blitzed the field. Um, a few of the actually interesting results was that Cumby was right up there, and mm. Cumberland was not known for that. Um, no, he tested he tested really well for twenty meter speed, which he. You can see when he plays, but yeah, no, that would, that was a good result. Um, He's looking absolutely absolutely jacked as well. Mm. Yep, good times. Uh, um, also, uh, apparently, yeah. um, Judson Clark has been in the gym every single day. Yeah, uh, at, at the training, to, he's up to seventy three kilos. Yep, and um, obviously, you know, he didn't win, but he was very competitive at third. I don't. Uh, I've heard uh, Josh Gibkiss ran very well as well. Oh, yeah, and that Gibkiss might come. Look, it, you know, we have to be honest here that all these are sort of um, reports of people who watch training on the internet, which uh, from people like Cesar, which are extremely grateful for, and they're great, but they're not, it's not exactly, uh, mm. um, you know, uh, it's not a. They don't release the actual official. There's no official time no. to look through a replay, but uh, this is this is what what we know. But uh, they're looking very good. Obviously, was well, there any of the other? But I think the the big the two ones that really stuck up to stuck out to me has been interesting were Cumby and uh, Judson as training. Oh, look, the, um, that Gibkiss was in shot with Ralph Smith was was uh, a mild surprise to me. Like I knew he was a he was a good runner, but yeah, that's. That's probably slightly better than I expected. Um, Samson Ryan's come up in the um, not in shot with Ralph Smith end of the pack, so to speak. So apparently Mate is the best runner of the Rucks. Really? Huh. I'm not sure go. if that counts Nank <laughs> when he's fit, but um, yeah. definitely of the, of the young tours, he, he is the best runner. Huh. There you go. Mm. Oh, nice. Nice to have them back. Um, Hopper looks good. 
Oh my god, hope it looks good. <laughs> He's definitely jacked. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto as well, obviously. But, whew, yeah. Yeah, he, he looks like your, your classical inside. He's got in, inside mid arms. We haven't really had one of those for a while. I guess Dion's jacked, but yeah. He, mm. he lo- yeah. He, he, if you looked at him walking into the club, you presume he played inside mid. Yeah, yeah definitely so. Um, so you mentioned it uh, before. Um, sadly, the the women's season came to an end uh, against North Melbourne. Um, yeah, that was a pretty frustrating game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, it was a fun game, but it was a fun was frustrating. Game. And it must have been. Uh, uh, and the stadium, for all the controversy beforehand, it was a shame that people didn't get to go. Yeah, but it looked it looked good. Yeah. It came out well. They they, they really mm. made an effort to squeeze in an extra five hundred people. They put people at the other end of the ground. The catering was good. But like to to, to the, the controversy about the game was baked in. But once you're actually there, it was quite. If you were lucky enough to get a ticket, it was actually a really good product, and mm. the club did a good job. Um, yeah, look, they, they rode there like and. I'm never because we lost. I haven't watched the replay. I saw it live, so I apologise if I'm just repeating things that that was a big feature of the commentary. But we just looked so banged up in the game, and we, yeah, we, we rode oh, out. Like, I've got that. I've got that in my my notes. Like we about three different key players looked sore at, at, at different different points. Um, we broke we broke even in the the clearances, um, which is you know which is normally. A th- thing for us in in playing well um unfortunately north not tall timber both both in the ruck and up forward uh, was a was a problem but yeah i thought thought for almost one of the very few times uh this year well clearly the um by far the almost double um the previous high score we'd conceded all season but yeah just their, their speed of, of ball movement caused us problems at times. Yeah. Look, two things that were absolute bedrocks of the team, which was our defence and Mon Conti mm. getting a, a ton of the ball, both didn't happen. Now, yep. Mon, I'm not, I, did they say it in the commentary? You could see it off the ball. She was grabbing it at a groin region all the time. Yeah, no, they, they, they said. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so, and but the, the back line... You know, it was just—I mean, it was extraordinary. It was actually for a while until the gap got too big. It was quite—it was kind of entertaining football to watch. It was high—it was high-scoring, mm. but yeah, it was just our backline was for the first time really all year complete sieve, and it—it it was just it was became too the, the amount of goals was overwhelming. But it was—it was beautiful football. It was—it was good weather. Mm. They, they had a great season, and look, look, there was only ever going to be two teams that were going to win the flag this year. No, so, so that the, like it was a great shame they didn't win a final. But it's not—I I don't feel it doesn't feel like one of those years where you, you sit there wondering what could have been because they, no, they had no, such a fun year, and they had a few breaks go their way during the year, so it just wasn't yeah. their game. Yeah, and they played so many close games. Like we weren't, we weren't over. Look, we were a good team. Yeah, had a percentage touching 150, um, and the two grand finalists had a percentage of 280. So you know, we clearly, we clearly took a step up. Like it was a far better season than than you, me, or Sarah Bloch. Like, and when we did a podcast on this show, <laughs> expected, but um, 
Ja. Uh, 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 Yazir had her best game for the year, I thought. She she has had a couple of good games, but uh, I thought I thought she was pretty great. Yeah, I, I, the mystery of why she got dropped middle of the year, um, I think, is she, she had an unannounced injury. I've been told, but you know, yeah. whatever. I, I think that's a very niche thing. Yeah, I thought she was great. She she noticeably just the eye test of her watching her mm. the way she attacks the football. She just you know like in the upper half of players on the ground noticeably mm. um yeah she, she she was great and um also looks like she's got the talent to go further it wasn't just uh, for the ball bounced mm. away uh that, this week no no she was good um well speaking of closing on the ball quickly um uh, did you see the hosking bump sorry i had myself muted um yes it, it was great look they're just good fun, and that controversy, the, like, yeah, the, the, it's such a storm in a teacup. Like, that they've got personalities. Actually, they weren't Richmond players, but I, I saw um, three of the AFLW captains speak at an event, and just because they've got normal jobs, it, 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 they just that the naturalness and the yeah. the boring, like, there's so many good things about the men, but. The sort of the paranoia of wanting to avoid a Herald, a yeah. negative Herald Sun article, has driven so much mediocrity in communication, and well, and that they live such carefully planned out lives, like exactly. And and you know, let's be honest, it's it's not their fault; it's everyone else's fault no, for treating them differently the, since they're the twelve years old. Football industrial complex, yeah, yeah. But just I, the AFLW will eventually become like that, sadly. But it's it's just so nice to have these people who are as authentic as um, mm. sort of people playing um, first grade amateurs in in, in the men's football because they haven't been um, sort of completely protected from the real world. Yeah, um, Caitlin Cox kicking her first goal in the final. Yeah, that was fun. Mm. By the way, I used to write inspirational messages on the inside of my gridiron pads when I was young playing. So you know, quite yeah. relate. Nice. Um, the uh, replacing Courtney Wakefield? Um, question mark, question mark. Uh, oh, by the way, I actually stood next to her husband um, as uh, they were walking off the field. Um, and I, I just as a joke, um, I, I said, uh, oh, mate, she's playing far too good football to retire. And uh, he said, um, yeah, I know, but you, you can't tell the kids that. Oof. Oof. <laughs> uh, he took it Oof. in he took it yeah. hands, but it was just like yeah. the, the sacrifices she's made coming from Wildura. They, they are lovely people, as yeah. I think everyone knows these days. But yeah, it was... the, the photo of him at the um, AFL Best and Fairest. <laughs> yeah, I know, relative to the yeah, sort of the rest of the, uh, um, the, yeah. the standard the AFLW. The rest of the the rest of the team glammed up pretty well, and he was in his, um, you know, funerals and court appearances. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, actually, we should we should talk about that uh, quickly because it has um, while Mon was was looking pretty banged up uh, at the seat. In, in the last game of the season, um, she's um, been killing it um, in the at the awards shows. Um, second in the AFL uh, Best and Fairest, first in the AFL uh, W Players Association uh, Best and Fairest. Um, All Australian Courtney Wakefield uh, before retiring. 
which is pretty awesome fun, uh, along with uh, Mon and Alicia and, uh, yeah, uh, her and uh, Ellie and Mon and uh, I can't believe Mon Conti still qualified for the under-22 uh, team, but yeah, she was. Yeah. I mean, we uh, occasionally have questioned mainly you've questioned the eligibility of the Rising Star Award for slightly older players winning it. Mm. Well, how do you feel about a 29-year-old winning the Best First Year <laughs> Player Award? It's uh, fine when it's a Richmond player. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's, 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 it's fun that she won it. That's all I'll it's, say. It's fun that she won it. She, <laughs> yeah. had, a great, she had a great season. She, um, she had a great season. It's not meaningful. It's just uh, I laughed when... Um, yeah, somewhere there's a 19 year old who had a good season who's a little bit um annoyed. It, it um it is it is striking one of the differences between the women and the men's game is that inside midfielders uh, can be good quite early on and like Charlie Robotham uh, up at the Suns like yeah and, and interesting um yeah hand of my heart. Uh, I don't think I don't think she should have been eligible, but she had she had a great season. It was oh, really fine. fun. It's it fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, we're getting Courtney uh, Harriet Cordner uh, back next year, um, which would be good. We get to see our first round, our first draft pick um, from from this year, Charlie Ryan, who's who's meant to be good. But yeah, I think the um. The off-season, the, the Wakefield project is the priority for the off-season. Yeah, I, I just I completely agree, but it's it, it's such a difficult thing. We, how do you replace an all-Australian key forward? Yeah. Uh, I know. Is an issue we will have in both in the men's and the women's, but... Um, <laughs> I, I know, with, there's uh, a bit uh, of uh, that. Yeah, unlike with the men's, you know, we've had a gradual tapering, but with the, the, the women's we've had... Um, yeah. Um, going out on an absolute high, but oh yeah, no, yeah, it is the footage of her from the, you know, from literal uh, tryout day um, to uh, to all Australian. Yeah, got me in the feels. She high pointed a kick. It was a round the corner kick. I'm sorry, I can't remember who did it, but she high pointed a mark under a contested situation early on in the game, and I was on the back flank, and no one will remember it. But that is. That's legit very hard to do. Mm. And uh, she she was really... I know she didn't have her best game, but she is uh, she's very, very skillful football. Speaking of skillful footballers, Nick and repl- di- having difficulty replacing... Um, uh, legends. <laughs> legends. Uh, the AFL draft's coming up, and um, which 200-game uh, key position player are we going to draft <laughs> in pick 50? Oh, my God. So the draft uh, is the first day of the draft, which is the first round of the draft is is tonight, and and yeah, I've I've just uh, it's been interesting that apparently we knew for some time of that we were sort of you know into certainly into Toronto anyway, and um, that at least some of our high draft picks were going, so we. We've been focused on the bottom end of the draft uh, for a while, for for whatever that for whatever that's worth. But yeah, it's that in trying to research these players, you sort of and 
I sort of start looking through them, and you know, for about halfway through, I think, oh, he sounds too good. Um, he's not going to last. Like, oh, he needs <laughs> he needs more uh, profound but fixable problems. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. If we get anything out of this draft class, it's, it's going to be a real effort. Well, you know, it's always the you the draft oh, I, class. The, the, the draft class is it's two picks in the fifties, right? So yeah, two, two picks in the fifties. We'll probably draft one in the rookie draft, and then save a save a spare spot for the for the preseason. Um, yeah, I mean, we could we could save two spots, but that that seems a bit seems a bit much. I think draft. Um, Two guys on Tuesday night when they finish off the draft, and then Friday morning they do the rookie draft. So I expect to, to take somebody there. Um, the we we talked about a couple of um, uh, key forwards last time. The other the other thing that struck me, you know, looking back on our draft history recently, um, we have got some decent um, key to. Uh, tall defenders, uh, late late in the draft. Um, Nathan Broad, uh, Ben Miller, Biggie Nguyen, um, you know Dylan Dylan Grimes not even drafted. So I did I have sort of gone gone through um, a few of the a few of the tall defenders. Um, I like uh, Tom McCullum from from Tassie, who's Sort of one ninety-two centimeters, um, pretty quick. Sort of versatile defender, which means you can't play him on the on the really big guys, but you can play him on everyone else. You know, um, which I quite like. Um, why why he's available for us is his kicking's a bit wonky and needs to add strength. So yeah, he's if you squint super hard, that's kind of the Dylan Grimes. <laughs> Profile uh, from from thirteen years ago before he improved a lot. Um, so I quite like him. Um, it's a good start. Yeah, uh, the uh, Josh Gibbs's teammate from uh, last year, uh, James uh, Van Ez, uh, who's uh, enormous lump of a key defender from uh, Ballarat, and he's hundred and ninety-seven. Centimeters, ninety-nine kilos, tested, tested super well at the draft camp, like fast, enormous vertical leap, and yet, like, like his vertical leap was was uh, respectable for an NBA player type thing, and yet you don't really the the freight. Um, if I taught, was trying to create a mind picture, a a bigger. Uh, more lumbering version of David Asprey is what comes to mind when he plays. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, that, um, I mean, always, my first thought was Dave Gordas, but you know that's it, irrelevant. No, he de- he's he's not. He de- he doesn't. You can't quite see the the athleticism the way that you could for for Gordas. And that that's the fascinating thing that he's tested a a lot better than he well than he looks. 
Uh, yeah, the, 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 out, out on the ground. You wouldn't describe that, that athletic profile. You wouldn't normally associate that with lumbering, but there you go. No. But it, there you go. Obvious flaws. It's exciting. Obvious right? flaws. I know. That, obvious upside. It's, it's, it's all about the other. He's not very good below his knees, which, which, um, yeah, is is the other reason um, he might last to us. Um, another another kid I liked, um, more more a medium. Defender uh, Luke Teal, who who has been linked to us a little bit. He's 189 centimetres, just had a disaster of a year with injury. He only, only played about five games across um, the NAB League and the, and the National Championships. Um, doesn't win a ton of contested ball. Um, but, yeah, and a, and a query on strength, but yeah, he's 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 a talented kid. He was he was part of the the academy program, and as part of that, two two guys train with uh, each each club um, in the in the preseason, and he trained with us. Although in in previous years, we've had no track record of um, drafting drafting those guys who've trained with us. Um, except for Patrick Nash. Um, so yeah, uh, didn't we have yeah. a connection to Ben Lennon? Oh yeah, he did. Actually, you're right, Ben Lennon. Yeah. So part of the Richmond mythology is that um, Lids talked uh, the recruiting staff into drafting. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I, again, right. it's you know one of those you're never quite sure about how true that is, but they're um, definitely the training boost. Anyway, m- move, mm. but, but the point there though is. So the other clubs haven't seen him much, and they don't really have much of a baseline on on how good he is. No, and he might be he might be a bit outside, and he's been injured a lot. But, but he's, he's a talented but, kid. But we have uh, it would be interesting if we drafted him because we have yeah. more information than anyone else. Yep. Um, Which obviously didn't work with Ben Lennon. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> no. Or Patrick um, Nash, really. Anyway, moving on. Jed Jed Adams, uh, another another big defender. Um, 196 centimeter Western Australian. He's just been injured on and off for two and a half years. Um, uh, he's a good player. Um, went played for played for WA uh, when he's fit. Um, good mark. Good had a had a very respectable uh, waffle debut. Um, yeah, but he's been injured a lot. Um, and with had shoulder injuries, which can be. Recurring um, and a slight question on speed as well. So he'd be, he'd be. I'd, sort of the other guys I talked about probably be a priority, but he might might be one who slipped. Um, and uh, for a real uh, sort of, um, uh, how how would you feel about a, a kid um, uh, who's one eighty-five centimeters and sixty-three kilos. Mm. Well, we do seem to have a few of those. Um, interesting. Mm. That's that's lighter than ever any player we've ever had. I think. <laughs> for, yeah, but, well, for, I mean, for a long period of time. And that's what we, we we tend to push the bottom edge of those numbers anyway, as it is. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. These are that's Conrad Williams. He's a Frio NGO player. In, Next gen academy player who we've we've apparently shown some some interest in. Um, he's a um, uh, smooth smooth moving 
and pretty quick uh, outside mid slash defender, but mm, I don't know. Um, you almost don't even need to ask what his obvious floor is, but yeah, it's been a weird process. The draft review preview. Oh, dra- draft preview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so hard, right? Because yeah. there's, you know, if you, if you, if it was something like NFL or NBA, you'd have a small chance, but you're just relying on to even accurately predict to fifty who might be available. You're relying on such a small group of, um, uh, admittedly excellent people like Nightmare have been good. Um, have we mentioned the guy that um, he predicted to go to us? Uh, which one was that? All right. Well, you keep talking, and I'll look it up. What uh, fascinating yeah. podcasting! It it is. Look, we have we have had reasonable success from drafting from these uh, positions, and it is the the flip side to the to drafting Toronto and Hopper is there's there's no point um, drafting um, you know the the tenth best um, inside midfielder in the group like you. You know, you're going for more guys who play on the flank at either end of the ground, and history history says you can get that those those players not at not at a super high rate, but yeah, we we've we've had, we've had some success. Um, it's really hard to turn the tenth bank inside midfielder into a football because they played a lot of junior footy at tens, but they've been sorted and rated, and they're going to get smoked by the guy that gets drafted in the top ten. Like yes, um, like it's a, it's actually a position. It's one of the easier positions to scout. I know. Um, um, it's Tom Scully, the West Adelaide kid. Oh, we talked about him last time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, yeah. Just, no, I, I've uh, he's um, him and uh, Harry Lemmy, um, who, who we talked about. Yeah, they come up, they come up a bit. Uh, yeah, Scully's Scully's raw, um, which which is sort of he, yeah. I, I can see why we'd pick him. But why both why he'd last to our pick and why why we'd why'd we pick him. He's got he's got some nice movement traits, but um yeah, he is he is raw. Yeah. Um and form slump in the second half of the year in the SNFL under eighteen is the most <laughs> inspiring sentence when yeah. you're when you're a man mountain and so much bigger than, you know, everyone else that you're playing, playing against. Yeah. Fifty fifty goals for the season. Um is a pretty good effort, but yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so yeah. is there someone I guess it's so hard to say this, but is there someone who's a who you really expect to go in the the late sort of early forties? Who you'd be absolutely ecstatic with? Uh probably McCollum would be would be the one because he's um he he wins ball um and he's really quick uh, and he can he's he's got versatility like you sort of you wouldn't and when he puts on a few kilos um he's gonna. He's going to be able to play on a, a lot of different guys. Yeah, no, I I like him. Scully, okay. I'd, Scully, I'd like. Scully would be fun uh, as well. But yeah, it's, it it would certainly be interesting. Um, mm. And yeah. actually, I'd, I'd expect him, in, not in his first year, to be at least quite a decent VFL player. Just having um, how the comp's currently working, how a game mm. plan structures up. Yeah. Uh, let, Lemmy would be interesting as well because there is a, you know, and we've we've not liked 
um, players have had concerns on competitiveness uh, before, um, and and he's not, you know, he's been described as a sort of hundred ninety nine centimeter flanker in the in the way in the way he plays. But um, if we, he's clearly talented, and if we if we pick him. We, that's a sign we think there's something to work with. Yes. Um, we've all, we, 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 we always wanted that great uh, white whale of Cal Mort. Get a Cal Mort on, on our list. 199 <laughs> centimetre Cal Morton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, it's interesting, you haven't mentioned any sort of uh, forward pocket burners, which is very much uh, a, a type, but you just think there's too many on our list already. It's, I struggled to find one that was really obvious. Um there's a few sort of midfielders who probably have to go forward, um, like uh, J.K. Sullivan for Oakley Chargers um, was highly rated start of the year, uh, has, has had a lot of injuries. Um, yeah, he'll he'll definitely have to uh, play play forward more. And there's a question of quite how explosive he is to to do that. Um, Archie Lovelock from from Glenelg's a bit the same, you know, good good footballer, small, probably going to have to play more as a, a forward. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind one of those types. I've I've struggled to find a real um, forward pocket um, burner um, uh, for us. So yeah, oh okay. Um, it's definitely been a trope of our drafting. So you, you yeah, never know. Yeah, totally. Um, it, was there anything else about the draft? Because just before we get into the players, I, I just wanted to make a quick correction. Oh, uh, yeah? So as far as I know, I, I did actually ask someone at the club about this, that the current Jack Dyer fundraising, it, sort of the package and what's going to tender, will include um, the development of the outer. So I think it will, it's not two-stage at the moment. It's so that it'll include the eight thousand, and that, that's what I was explained. Um, now it was sort of oh, that's good news. It, it wasn't an environment where you'd sort of absolute because it was just it was just having a casual conversation. I wasn't sort of yeah. you know, drilling him, but putting him on the spot. Yeah, uh, I think that's so. Just so what t- take what I said last week, um, and I, I will no. I, I'd like no, no, to correct no. that. No, um, no, that's that's good news. But the, the the big issue that they have, and this was not from the club, but just a more general thing, is the. The government money is fixed. Um, the MCC grant money is fixed, but the cost kept going up. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Anyway, but that's mm. not. But yeah, the just to correct that point from last week. Now, um, was there anything else you wanted to say before we move on to the player review? Um. Oh, I saw Toronto got fourteen, which I think he's he's won before. Yeah, he has, and twenty two is. Double um, Hopper's old number. Yeah, thank you for oh, Sean, okay. Sean Ross for putting that out to me. Yeah, but um, they're very they're very unrich. But they're not. I mean, obviously, fourteen is uh, Bash's old number, but they're not. Um, they're not numbers with uh, long storied Richmond histories. Twenty. I I had a look at them. Um, they were better than I thought. Um, Barry Rollings, I think played a played a lot of games in. Twenty-two, yeah. yeah, but it's not. It's not <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's um, uh, or twenty or twenty-five, but mm. or even twenty-three mm. actually in in modern time. But yeah. good for them. It'll be uh, it'll, they're certainly they're not 
they're not like players we've had recently. And um, it'll be it'll be uh, it, it it is a new era coming into next year. And um, uh, as someone who talks about them every week, it'll be it'll be nice to have a, a different angle to talk about. Aside from the fact that they they cost us first round draft picks, so yeah, obviously self evidently, you hope they're good. Mm. So player review. Sorry, go yep. on. Oh, so we finished the player review last time on Noah Cumberland, so I think we're up to Thompson now. Okay, so I don't have the list in front of me, so you're going to have oh, to okay. yep. uh, the the drive list. Okay, so Dow, um, I'm just bringing up my notes because uh, I did the research on this a little while ago. Um, so Dow, well, obviously he's he's still only 21. So yeah, that, it's, that was actually that was like, um, my first note was. Disappointment? Question mark. Just twenty-one. But yeah, I mean, it was a disappointment if we were still mm. doing the under because he only played four games, uh, and it, it yeah. was not. It, it was it, it was getting worse toward it, and that most of those were front loaded at the start of the year. Um, yeah, he had a really good game versus the Saints, which I know we talked about. Yeah, so the, the, the exactly the Saints game is is the point of the. I watched that game very closely, and that was the game because. Previously, we've been by Carlton. I was obsessed with midfield clearances. Uh, I probably overrate them in general, to be honest, but um, was particularly in that game. And he was great up till half time. Um, and he had five clearances in, in, in that game, but he, he noticeably ran out of steam. And he was one of the key. His, his running out of steam was one of the key factors of why we lost that game. Uh, mm. it, it, it might have been, well, you know, no one else stepped up to. to Start playing well in the in the centre square midfielder, so we got we got trounced there. So um, whether that's his fault or the the absence of another, um, I think unlike RCD, I've really liked him from early on. That I think he's got he's got the that little bit of magic inside. Mm. He's got he's got the young Koch and the Shane Edwards, the ability to hand pass out. So on paper, it's it's not looking great for him, but I think he's got something. Um, and I was I was and. I may be completely wrong about this, and the career arc of his brother isn't giving me a lot of hope. But Ugh, no, oh my uh, God. but sort of, uh, I wonder what I, I am frustrated that Dimmer didn't give him find more chances to play him ahead of as a sub or in other opportunities to just get on senior football ahead of uh, some of his reliable journeymen. So I, I, I kind of wonder whether I almost so he was under, but I think he's got some special traits still, and I haven't given up hope and. I was frustrated with how we play him. And sorry, just one more on the downside. Him and a couple of other guys, Taranto and Hopper is not good news for him. No, no. So no, learning, learning, learning to play somewhere else. Um, I, he, he would be one who I wouldn't be surprised if he wound up playing some good football for another club. Yep. He didn't get better in the VFL. That's the other. Oh, yeah, I did. I did have those stats. He actually had a really. He had a few abysmal games in the middle of the yeah. season, and then improved. And I think he did get after he got dropped, so it wasn't like the causal thing. I think mm. he actually got health and safety protocol for briefly. Oh, yeah. oh, so that make, that makes sense. So he did right towards the end. Oh no, that's right. In round twenty-two, he had seventeen disposals and nine tackles. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry, no, 17 disposals and two tackles. So it was pretty bad. In his second last game, he had 23 disposals and zero tackles. So it was, it was a bad... He sort of had a purple patch, 
towards the end, and I thought he had two twenty-nine disposals, discretions in the game. Mm. And I remember distinctly thinking, "All right, this is a chance for Dimmer to pick him," and Dimmer didn't, or the team didn't pick him. And then his last two games were terrible. So make make of that of what you will. But he did have a thirteen disposal game as well. Like, uh, yes, and actually, I won. He had an even worse game around mm. the time where we think he might have got had COVID. So it was a. Uh, there's a lot of muck there. Um, Tough year. Yeah, time time is short. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on. Um, Shane Edwards next. The I'm not sure what we can say about um, Shane Edwards that we that we haven't said before. I mean, obviously he said, you know, the the season was a disappointment for him in. Um, how how he how he felt um, physically, um, but uh, uh, the only the only Richmond Pass players who've played more games than him have statues is, is probably a nice way of thinking about Shane Edwards' career. Yeah, it, it is a nice way. <laughs> um, we, Careers have got longer, but I don't think there's anything more superfluous. Like well, anything, anything else we they, can say is superfluous because we've praised him so have, much and but, wrapped him up uh, a bit, but not. Yeah, we we went a long time between three hundred game plays. Yes, well, <laughs> it could be Every multiple, time. but you know he's had it. We've wrapped him up so much, and yeah, it yeah. was it, it was a shock how quickly he dropped off in the last year. So. Mm. That's that's football. Um, yeah. So, uh, Gibkiss. Gibkiss is a funny one. I mean, obviously, you'd have to say 18 matches is over a reasonable expectation. Um, yes. And loads of promise. Uh, <laughs> it's a junk stat, but I just thought I'd mention. He was in the top five in his draft year in AFL ratings, which is um, yeah. quite unusual because keep backs don't do that well no, on that rating. Yeah. Um, so, it, it was not... Well, it, it is 312th overall, so um, this is more. That's more, perhaps, more of a interesting of uh, how crap young players normally are. Mm. Well, and young, young key, key backs. Well, well, yes, but like just even think about that. The, he made the top five, ranked 312, because there's a lot of midfielders um, yeah. drafted in this draft, supposedly elite midfielders. So yeah, it just goes to show. Um, uh, how unusual it is to both play and also be good when you play. Um, mm. So obviously over, and everything, all the reasons we drafted him were self-evident. There were frustrations. There, there were yeah. that the ability, you know, we, we spoiling, we, spoiling to the front of the pack. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, the the way he spoiled in contest probably at least cost us one game. And off, well, sorry, there's just so much of that narrative around um, Rip Richmond, which had nothing to do with Gibbkiss uh, because of the final. But yeah. It, there's so much promise, but I, I don't think we've... I think it went as well as could be expected, mm. but I, I don't think we fundamentally know anything more than we did when we drafted him when we thought he was an incredibly exciting prospect. And he didn't get injured, which obviously... So we didn't get any of the bad stuff that happens to young kids. No. he he looked, He looked the part. Like, he looked like a top 10 athlete. Um, yep. And... Uh, so I compared him to um, what do what do young future star key defenders look like? Um, so way too, 
Uh, Wheatering and Harris Andrews were were both better. Addison Rhodes, Wheatering was quite good from right from the start, which is really unusual. Which I suppose is why he was the first pick of the draft. But um, Gibkiss is noticeably better than Darcy Moore, who you know, had had a very good career. And you look when you look down the, the list of other sort of top key defenders like the Dougal Howard. Um, Tom Brass, Sam DeKoenig, none of those guys play as an 18-year-old. Like, there's there's a really small sample of 18-year-old key defenders to even compare yourself to. So, the, yeah, he's, he's had a pretty good year. Yeah, I would say also to Dimmer's credit, because I often criticise for this, I think he backed in Gibkiss a few times when even yeah. I wouldn't have, and I'm, I'm always play the kids. Uh, he, he really, he supported him through a few a few up and down moments so also credit to the coaching stuff hmm. Jack Graham the he's a tricky one because I think if you if you just look at his raw raw stats uh, on a page it's hard to take anything out of the out of the season he spent slightly less time in midfield slightly more time in that um, transition mid-forward role, but his stats look pretty much identical this year um, compared to last year. Um, and yet somehow, somehow it feels disappointing that he didn't keep getting better. Is that is that unreasonable? I think I've literally heard like the way he gets talked up. Like I agree with what you said about the stats. And obviously not getting picked for the final. If you want to be kind, you'd say it was because of his injury. If you want to be harsh, you'd say... And he was, he was carrying a chronic injury towards the end of the year. So, so you know, you could look... Yeah, look he, at wasn't, that. He, wasn't a, he wasn't an emergency, I don't think. Was it? I thought he was. He 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 was definitely he was he was definitely he definitely could have been picked, but yeah you could you, you can put an asterisk next to that so not it's not quite as devastating as it, it just potentially could be, but you know people were he was in the discussion for potential captain and that implies a level of play that um, I, I don't think you or I ever quite thought he was going to reach but I oh, think sorry he was an emergency, yeah. um, but you know he's not mm. a potential captain he's. He is what he is, and he's and like this was this was baked into his draft position. Like other than his injury, was that there was sort of he was probably going to be a um, if he ever got fit, he was going to be an early developer, good player early, which is exactly what he is. Mm. But yeah, is I think the the sort of the question of what he becomes now with Tranto and Hopper will be really interesting for him. Mm. And and Sonzi too, who's who's sort of breathing yeah, up. Yeah, came, came with the bullet. Yeah. Like Sonzi is a really, really good news story and very talented footballer. So yeah. yeah. And who played played in the final ahead of both Edwards and Graham. Yeah, and look, uh, we haven't even mentioned the fact that um there was a there was a we were fairly open to him exploring his options. And that's yeah. That, that, yeah. Well, and he'll so he has a, a contract trigger next season. That's that's pretty easy to reach. Apparently, and, I think he's already activated it. Didn't he? I thought he uh, activated it a contract trigger after the port thing. He had he had an option which obviously was a player option, which he did exercise. Uh, no, it is a there's a games played trigger. I think uh, on I top think. of that. 
He's, he's certainly under contract for next year and he'll almost certainly be under contract for the year after. But I think uh, I think we'll um, look at... I'd, yeah, I'd be really surprised if we're not. Um, he's not a constant source of speculation um, for trade season. Yeah, very much at the crossroads. Hmm. Dylan Grimes, next for you. Um, so for some reason I didn't do it, but here's my. <laughs> um, it just I must have missed it, um, um, which might be trouble because we might have mucked up the order. Um, oh, that's okay. That's okay. But but I'll just say on Grimes. So we remember the the end of the season, which was was not great. But he actually did extremely well in votes per game. He was in the top five yeah. votes, votes yeah. per game um, you, in the best and, and fairest. If you took out the two games where he got injured, his stats look absolutely identical um, from from the year before. Possession, possessions down slightly, intercept disposals up. Um, felt like he lost one-on-one contests a little bit more this year, but I was, it's super annoying you can't, you can't find that stuff, but... Honestly, you felt you felt him more by his absence, and he did have the the terrible thing in a football where you play a brilliant game, but the one howling mistake you make is in the last thirty seconds of a close game, yeah. and uh, he, he did do that this year. So that that sort of it, it that affects if you only him, and it affects perception. Mm. Uh, but as a stat nerd, we have to point out that we think a mistake in the first thirty seconds is impactful in the last thirty <laughs> seconds. Okay. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I I agree with that one on one point and. Occasionally, it felt like he didn't have the jets to cover the, the quicker guys as much as he used to. But it's hard to. I think his season was better than we than mm. probably yeah. we remember it. No, I um, I came out at the, the same spot. So I have Lambert next. Yeah, me too. Um, All right, so, but you did him, obviously. Yes. Okay, um, all right, this is going to be trouble for later. Anyway, go. Uh, well, fine. Um. Uh, he looked like he was running up and down on the spot and we won all six games he played. And, you know, the contribution of any one player to winning is is marginal. And yet, and yet. <laughs> we actually won the game. He was an unused sub as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, and uh, we were, one of those games, uh, he had three disposals. So, um, yeah. but yeah, he's... Um, there were he did have some good games where it felt like he was making a, um, a mm. meaningful contribution, and there's there's a sort of there's an I, I wish not overstate it, but I think there is a little bit of um, the, the, there is truth to the statement that uh, he met, he often set the table for Dusty. Mm. Yeah, he looks he looks such a natural as a coach in preseason. Right. Just he has the demeanor, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Just really positive. Yeah. Um. You, you never you never know who's going to make a good coach, but um, I feel I feel pretty good about um him as a uh, uh, making the, the transition, particularly as a development coach. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so unfortunately, my next one is um. Mantle, which isn't very interesting, but you... Uh, so, uh, yeah, 
Why don't we do the ones we've researched, and then we'll come back and miss do anyone. How much? How much do you have to research um, that Tom Lynch was awesome this year? Yeah, well, I mean, I would like to say because I've made the point that he he's had the second highest his, in history contested mark uh, rate. So just for people having so. Mm. They've only kept contested marks for about the last 15 years, uh, 13 years or so. And Travis Cloak had one amazing season the year the Pies uh, ran, um, won the flag, then the Staylight, then there's Tom Lynch uh, for his contested marks per game. And that's a very meaningful stat. And then there's more Daylight. uh, And then there's the third best player. And the thing I'd like to look at is the difference... Um, if I get a chance, the difference when he was playing when he was not, because I just think he's absolutely essential to our game plan. Because you know, meters gained is all very well, but you can't meters gain if you're bombing it. Mm. Like what Tim Lunch allows you to do is it allows Jaden Short to close his eyes and bang bang the crap out of the ball for sixty meters to to a spot, and then Tom Lynch contests and brings it to ground like that. It is it is not it it is. 1A in our game plan at times, so he's incredibly important to the club. And my opinion of him, which it's hard to believe, has actually gone up this year. Yeah. Um, uh, should should Twitter go down at some stage, we'll still at least have um, uh, some nafty uh, asked uh, swamp thing on, on Twitter uh, suggesting that um, Tom Lynch only kicked bags of goals against the uh, the bottom teams, and it turned out that Tom Lynch has the best record of any key forward in the competition at the moment this year against the top teams. So, yeah. There you go. I can't. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, goals is actually a fairly high variant stat, so um, it's not as bad as some, but it's, yeah. Anyway, <sighs> Tom Lynch is just fine. Tom, Tom Lynch had a really good year. It was a pity he didn't have one more go- goal, but yeah, well, actually, he did. The pity was he didn't celebrate it. <laughs> yeah, he's too honest. Um, Mansell. Yeah, so obviously disappointing because he didn't kick, a, didn't play mm. a game. Um, oh, I, no, he played two games. Did he? Yeah. Oh god, that's elite research. I just presume I just forgotten that he played. Um, but he had sixteen in the VSL. Uh, sixteen disposals, three tackles, like. What can you say about him when he's not, you know, like a player like him because he's a defensive backline player? Unless you're seeing him in the seniors against AFL level opposition, well, mm. it, it, it's hard to say anything new about him. Yeah, yeah. Can he can he stop the elite small forwards? Mm. Yeah, and that, like that's really hard to know unless you get a chance and that's not a case that I think he should have been picked like I don't know who you mm. drop for him but he's a he's a, he's a depth player who wasn't needed this year mm. I know yeah the the question the question uh, you know in, in his brief <laughs> brief appearances um, this year the question on body strength if he gets if he gets one out against um, better better opponents um, is a thing, but yeah, yeah. One more, one more year on on the contract. Very much uh, playing for his career. Yeah, actually, I, I noticed, did you remember that he got accused of making a dog act um, um, when we beat Collingwood in on the seventh of May? 
No, no. Uh, I remember, I remember him being solid actually in that game. But mm. yeah, you you would think I would have remembered that. Um, no, no, not not at all. Oh, it was. Um, oh, he 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 did a forearm sort of rubby thing. Oh. Anyway, it's yeah. one of those controversies at the moment that we obviously don't take very seriously. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Dustin Martin, I'm not, I'm not sure. We we and everyone else have talked a lot about Dustin Martin. Clearly a disappointing season. Um, you know, the, his best game of the year was the one where we got injured halfway through the third quarter. Like, yeah, he just... Needs to get his body, body and mind right, and and have a really solid crack. At yeah, it I tell you what, he's he's tackling rates not getting it going up as he gets older. But um, uh, yeah, look, it, and I heard it interesting. I think it was um, Peter Burge says it. You know, the now departed mm. Peter Burge that Dusty really uh, struggled mentally with his injury because he's never been injured before, so he was very tentative mm, on that's it. Yeah, it is interesting. I don't, I don't know what to make of that because he's. Oh, I will miss how honest Peter Burge was in his injury updates. Yeah, so you, you, you figure that, that that is not the club's preferred way of people talking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, no. you figure that the the VFL reports are, are often quite honest as well. It's sort of. I think and, they got towed down actually during the year because a mm, friend of ours who true. I won't name has been actually thought that they were too honest and and was praising them when they became more boring. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I uh, apparently Dusty's been around the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's showing up, but the, the, the dust, yeah. yeah, the Dustin Martin rumor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a there, any time he's had his engagement, you're sort of grateful because he does go missing, and uh, you know his manager, his manager was. Ceasing it was tagging AFL New South Wales during the season. Like it wasn't all just the Herald Sun. That was so it weird. I know. Yeah. I mean, some of it was. <laughs> oh, enormous amount of it was crap. But there was there, yeah. there, there, there was actually some fire underneath the smoke, or well, some really weird managerial driven fire. Anyway, I know. The, yeah, between between Dusty and Dean Andrews, you you wonder how else the Herald Sun gets produced. <laughs> Um, Beck Judd as well. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, oh, was it the uh, the Robbo managing to draw a parallel between the Hoskins sister twin writing rude things on their um, uh, strapping? Yeah, yeah to uh, the dusty, the the unpleasant dusty incident. Like, that, yeah. was, that, that, that was that was elite. Uh, um, yeah. um, draw Boeing. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, you know, it was it was actually pretty harmless, but it was it was just mm. you know. These guys have to write eight hundred words, and the, the certain things that they they need to hit, whatever, it was harmless. Um, the Dustin Martin into Will Martin's always always <laughs> been a um a, a jarring. <laughs> yeah, um, and look, we kind of covered him when he got delisted, but his did. numbers, he, his numbers, good for him. He went to the half back line. He'll have a good career yeah, in the would, next level look, of football. Look, he was solid. I haven't I haven't heard. I know Riley Coy Dawkins is off to uh, the Sandfold, but I haven't I haven't heard where Will Martin's going. Yeah, like he 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 wasn't. You, you know, he's. 
I, I mentioned before, he's oh, low tackle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll get to see. He, he's, mm. You know, he had things like low tackle, pretty low tackle rate, which is pretty, like, he's just, a, apparently he's a very, very hard worker, but mm. there, there wasn't. Yeah, good kid. Um, there wasn't, I don't think there was a moment of um, indecision. And it's sort of the, it is the, the in the canon, the earlier comment we made about top 10, mm. about, about um, late, late inside mids, it's a, it's a, yeah. Being a late inside mid when you've had good opportunities, it's a, it's a hard road to, a, it's a hard path to play. Mm. Yep. Camden McIntosh. What can we say about K K Mac that we haven't um, said before? I think he's in the the midst of a of a a good and very fondly regarded um, career, and this was another. Good season. Mm. What can you say? Yeah, like he obviously he he had injuries this year, and it, it wasn't the wasn't the quite the the year he's had in the past. But it's sort of here's what he is. It was very similar to last year. We actually had twenty one games, so he only missed one game. I I, I misremembered that. Yeah. He actually had his second career. High and only game, only season where he's had a significant amount of games. It was his disposal. He was career high in disposals. It was just wasn't very interesting. Like it, it was. Uh, it was still like so in twenty twenty, a flag year. He only averaged thirteen and a half disposals mm. a game. So it's not like he's ever been, and only one point seven tackle. So you know, we sort of always liked him for his ability to win that one contest that really matters on the wing, but. You know, even the flag is he was perhaps we might remember he's he's because of those few key contests we might remember him as being better than mm. he is because uh, yeah by most of the metrics that so the the counting stats he's uh, he actually had one of his best years. Mm. Yeah, he was slightly uh, disposal effectiveness up a bit, intercepts and meters gained down a bit. Yeah, I think I think the story KMX very much a two way runner, like enormous tank, and so gets up and down the ground and uh, helps cover back in, in defence. So yeah, I, li- I like having him on, on the team. I feel like we, between Pickett and McIntosh, we play more defensively with our wings than, you know, uh, other teams do, or has historically been the case, like the... It seems incongruous that they play the same position that Aaron Fiora did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is a true, and you know, the coaches when they sort of when they give those um, fan briefings, where they say a little bit more, but nothing super confidential. They mm. they talk a lot about the um, the sort of the, the they have a different they have a technical name for it. I think Colin mm. wrote about it, but in his book. But you know, they're basically the 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 covering books. Yeah, yeah, the fat side cover. Oh, I've got a. I've got a, something to, a story to tell about Conrad Marshall at the end of the podcast. Okay. But, All right, um, let's 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 do a couple more. Finish finish off with a couple of big guys. Um, Ben Miller. Mm, keep going. All right, I was, <laughs> that was your cue if you'd uh, researched uh, him, but um, I no, no, because I've I've stopped at this point. Um, oh, okay. But like, I, I know his stats pretty well. Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, great moments. We've we've discussed it so much that um, yeah. 
he was about to get dropped as a back backman when he uh, found his found his um, feet as a second ruck. He was the eye test was pretty good. I was ready to be critical, um, but his actually ability to ruck in the in the games that we saw, he didn't. He never really had that many challenging um, opportunities. No. But the sort of the few reps he gets he got against the one, he didn't embarrass himself, which no, I kind of his, expected his him stat, to do. His stats are pretty, yeah, because he did no rucking. Like he was a junior ruck, and then he gets drafted at the end of 2017, and he has not rucked in the VFL almost at all since. Since then, right? Um, yeah, his 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 contested marking, uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah, but I, I still he had a few nice. He's not great when he's standing body to body to someone. No, the, which which is, is what yeah. was what was doing him as a key back, and yeah, I, I worried. He, he won a lot of ball. He was uh, nearly eighteen disposals a game as a as a key back in the VFL, which is a really big number. Yeah, like he, the, the revelation that there was this year was the good kicking, and he's quite skillful. Yeah. Um, but the he, he, his first couple of years in the system, he hardly ever won the ball. Like, yeah, I was I was quite skeptical on him. So he's really he's worked and got better. Yeah, and that's that, that. That's actually, the, I think, the most important point is he has shown improvements, which is, I just think, so important and also so much more interesting as a footballer that he, mm. he's shown change. The the but I would say so. He's definitely exceeded expectations. Mm. The but I would say is that he didn't get as much of the football as a ruck than as people remember. Um, in fact, his round the ground stats were very similar. No, to the, you you sort of you you remember them because they looked good, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that, that that one marky high pointed against Hawthorne looked, you know, mm. magnificent. But uh, yeah, there's. I, I don't think he's quite as an exciting second right prospect as as the average fan opinion is. The, the mm. average engaged, the kind of fan. If if you're serious enough of a fan to have an opinion about a second ruck, um, <laughs> uh, us. yeah. But like, need, yeah, there are there are thousands to... of us. Um, I, I think he's maybe got a, just a, a touch overrated at this point, but. The fact that he, the fact that he he improved so much unexpectedly, uh, mm. that, that that always that's always great, and gives yeah. you hope. No, he he needs to keep getting better. Um, he's he's got better, and he needs to keep getting getting better. Um, let's let's finish with Nank. Um, probably hit the most uh, remarkable stat for his season is having played twenty three games. Um, I think, um, which which has been a challenge for him. He's he's now played 109 games as a Richmond player. It was honestly slightly more than uh, I expected because yeah, dur- durability's um, been the big question. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he had a few knocks during the year, and honestly, I'd like to see us um, rest him rest him occasionally. When when Soldo's available, um, but yeah, he was very solid. Uh, intercept possessions down just a tad, um, which is which is a concern. But otherwise, otherwise his numbers are pretty much identical, except for the fact that he was available. So on the AFL ratings, my beloved AFL ratings, his numbers, which are a really good measure of ruck, rucks do well in those numbers. Because mm. they, that they really show that your sort of what you do through the midfield and you know high value acts and he comes up well on those. He's a mm. he's 
our second best player, and he's uh, um, and he's not elite amongst rucks, but he's uh, he's definitely definitely pretty good at all the little mm. things. Um, yeah. And, and Four clearances a game. I was really worried with his um, PCL injury with the mm. Gold Coast, which is so weird the way they talk about it. And I was watching; he did he did protect it a lot in games for the next couple of weeks, but he got through. He didn't. He never really got flogged because mm. of it. He's he's a very very smart footballer. I know that's not his image because he's he's so good at the violent side, but he. Mm. He's very, very good at his trade craft and protecting the fact that he's short and not a great jumper, and yet really get, gets um, flogged yeah. in the ruck. So that's to to his credit. So he, he's, yeah, he, I was, I would be ready to be all over him like a ton of bricks at the, at the first sign of that Soldo should be playing ahead of him. Um, and you know, Soldo is a bit screwed by the fact that he's captain, so he'll always get the choice. But I, he. There's really not a, a good advance case that he's not mm. doing his job very well. No, the Soldo, Soldo really needs to, if they go to a fifth player on the bench out of the blue, um, once they've consulted uh, uh, Steve Hocking, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I think you can play a specialist truck then more. Look, who knows? Like, it, there's there's about four different answers to that, and AFL teams, even with the fourth one, you know, we know the fact mm. that, as we've previously discussed, I, I, AFL clubs have mind blowing diversity in how how they use that. Mm. Yeah. Um. Well, that that was it from me. Um. Another another epic show. Did you want to finish with a um con anecdote, or is that? Oh yeah, it was just like um, if you ever listen to Ezra Klein, the New York Times podcaster, he finishes off with a book recommendation from his mm. guests. So I just wanted to give a Twitter recommendation to people. People, yeah. um, if you're regular readers of the Good Weekend that Conrad Marshall writes for, uh, he wrote a, um, a story on Ben Simmons, who's quite a divisive mm. um, player in in uh, the NBA, Australian basketball, obviously. Mm. Um, but anyway, he. He told an anecdote in that story about how Ben Ben um, Ben Simmons became so hate. I was about to say Ben Miller. Um, mm. Ben uh, Simmons became so hated in Philadelphia. He had to donate things to underprivileged children anonymously um, mm. because otherwise the children would would re- would refuse what? them. There's no tough, there's, there's no tough chill. Tough in tough Philly yeah. Anyway, so Phil. This article came out, and it's a good article. I recommend people read it. But anyway, this article, and then it became people have in the last two days, weeks after the article come up, Philadelphia people start picking it up um, and tweeting about it, and they are outraged. Um, he is he has supposedly managed to besmirch an entire city um, <laughs> with this wild accusation. So I would just just. Look, go to Twitter and look up at Conrad Marshall and, huh. and look look what yeah. people will say and enjoy the beauty of a fan base that is considerably more, considerably more insane than Richmond supporters are. <laughs> Famous for having booed Santa at, a, at an NFL game. Yes, <laughs> indeed. It starts with a vision. I'm Andy. We're not locked into that. Might as well pack up and go home. Talking about 
to kick a goal from here. He does. What a start. Can he just slow? He's gone. One free kick, surely. In the final home and away game of the season, obliterating the Tigers by 113 points. First preliminary final in 16 long years, and they have done it. They've won. The Tigers are into the prelim. Tigers.